Hi everyone, and welcome to this podcast. We are hosting a leadership and management podcast series featuring CDE of the Year recipients, and today's podcast is part of that series. My name is Jan Orford, and I'll be your host today. I'd like to introduce Kate Marsh, who was the recipient of the 2015 Jan Baldwin National CDE of the Year Award. This is this award is given to the leading CDE to acknowledge their extraordinary contributions in the community of people with diabetes and diabetes education. As both a credentialed diabetes educator and an advanced accredited practicing dietitian and fellow of the ADEA, Kate generously shares her expertise with ADEA as chair of the ADE Editorial Advisory Group and as editor of the ADE publication. Outside of ADEA, she is a member of the Diabetes Management Journal, or DMJ, and board member and fellow of the Australasian Society for Lifestyle Medicine. Kate works part-time in private practice in Sydney and part-time as a health and medical writer. She's a regular contributor to a number of health professional and consumer publications, including Diabetic Living Magazine and Diabetes Management Journal. A very busy lady. Hello, Kate. How are you today? Hi, Dan. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. So thank you so much to everyone out there for being with us as well. Um, and Kate, I might start by asking you, what made you want to pursue a career in diabetes education? Yeah, so it was actually my um, own diagnosis of type 1 diabetes at the age of 10. Um, I guess I didn't really know what a diabetes educator was before then, but um, it was at that time I met uh, my dietitian, um, Helen Knott, and my endocrinologist, Warren Kidson, and both of them later encouraged me to pursue my interest in studying nutrition. Um, and interestingly, many years later, Helen actually employed me in my first permanent um, dietetics job at the same hospital where I was diagnosed. And Warren was my endocrinologist um, from that time until his retirement a few years ago and referred many people to see me for diabetes education. And then after graduating as a dietitian, I knew that I really wanted to specialise in, in helping others with diabetes. So I completed my graduate certificate in diabetes education and management at UTS. Um, and I've now been working as an educator for more than 20 years. God, it doesn't sound that seem like that long. Thank you for no, that. No, it's a bit scary. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. It does. <laughs> so I guess what for you then is your most impactful memory or association with diabetes? Yeah, look, I actually think that um, winning the CD of the Year um, award, really, and just hearing some of the responses of my clients and colleagues who nominated me, um, I really feel like you know being recognised by my peers and clients for my work in diabetes education uh, was a real honour. Um, particularly because this is really what I've always wanted to do and um, I really enjoy my work and have, just having the opportunity to take my own diagnosis of diabetes and use it in a, in a positive way to help others. I think that's why we have so many people with diabetes in the profession and I, I think it's, it's yeah, a wonderful, wonderful enrichment, I guess, of the, of the profession. What, I guess, was your uh, biggest professional hurdle or obstacle in, in working in the area and how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think it was something that was probably early on which was really leaving my um, my job as a dietitian and diabetes educator in a hospital to pursue private practice full-time. I mean, at the time I was doing a bit of both and was, um, you know, it was quite a difficult decision as I really enjoyed my work in the hospital and I was working alongside some wonderful colleagues but I'd really always wanted to work in private practice 
and it was just hard to try and build up that when I was working uh, full time. So um, yeah, it took some time, and but it's been a good decision, and I think I've been able to build a, a busy private practice and, and get to do what I really enjoy, which is building those sort of long term relationships with my clients. Uh, I guess my next question is really. <laughs> I wonder if you've ever encountered sort of the cynics amongst us while working on a program or a project. And if so, how do you keep motivated when that happens? Yeah, I mean, not really. I guess work, I mean, working on my own um, has been, means that I've probably been less likely to come across situations like that. I mean, certainly I've worked on, um, you know, committees and working groups, but really in that as a profession, I think we all seem to share the same ethos and similar motivations. So not that I can think of. Okay, we're very lucky. Thank you for that. Um, I can say this with great honesty as well because it isn't that long since I got out of the profession, but diabetes care and management really has changed quite a lot over the last few decades. And I'm wondering your experience, what's made the biggest impact to the quality of life of people living with diabetes for you in particular? Yeah, I mean, it's certain, there's certainly been changes, and I guess for myself, you know, seeing the changes from when I was diagnosed, which was, you know, 35 years ago now, there's just been, I mean, I think about my first blood glucose meter that was, you know, the size of a brick and took three or four minutes to give a reading. So just, you know, seeing the changes in technology, I guess one of the biggest things, some of the things like blood glucose meters obviously getting much smaller and faster and easier to use, um, CGM devices, which I often say to people, you know, has changed my life and I've certainly seen that, you know, similar, um, a lot of my clients feel a similar thing. And then just, you know, better types of insulin um, that obviously work more effectively and, and ways of delivering insulin, you know, from insulin pens to, to pumps. And, and I guess the, you know, as, a few, as of a few days ago, we now have a closed loop pump here in Australia. So I think many of us are looking forward to seeing how this helps people in managing their diabetes. Yeah, I must admit I never thought I'd actually live to see the closed loop happening, so it's uh, reassuring I'm still around. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kate, what advice would you give to someone who's new in their career or, or looking to pursue a role in, in leadership or management, starting a new program or even beginning their own practice? Yeah, I think, it's, um, you know, one thing would be to, to you know, choose something that you're really going to enjoy and are passionate about because I think that really helps in terms of getting through the difficult early stages of a new venture or even when progress seems to be, um, seems to be slow. And also researching, I guess, what other people um, or what's already been done and, and collaborating with others who are looking to achieve similar outcomes. And then coming from private practice, I guess, for those who are wanting to start their own practice, I actually think there's a real need um, for more CDEs in private practice, particularly you know, because of increasing numbers and many hospital diabetes services are struggling really to cope with the number of people that need to be seen. And I guess particularly with new technology, which is obviously you know, more, more time consuming, I guess, for us. Um, as, a, as practitioners but um, I think you know private practice is actually really rewarding um, to have your own business but it's also important to know that it does take time to build a successful practice and it is a lot of work and long hours particularly in the beginning. Thanks for that Kate. What do you think are the, the characteristics if you like that you believe every leader should possess? I mean are there any characteristics that you feel are perhaps detrimental to being a leader? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, the things are important, I guess, of being a good listener and collaboration and, and leading by example. And I actually think, you know, the latter is really what the, what the CD of the Year Award does really well, I guess, by providing the opportunity to showcase 
you know, the difference that many inspiring diabetes educators around the country are making in the lives of people with diabetes. I know I always like reading the, I guess, the stories and reading about the, um, the winners each year and just seeing, I guess, what different people are doing and some of the inspiring things that they're doing. And I think that's um, definitely helpful for the profession as a whole. I think that's a good point you make and I think very true now I think about it. So thank you for those thoughts. And I guess finally, if you won the lottery tomorrow, well, how would your professional life change, do you think? How nice would that be? <laughs> um, I think, look, um, so, well, I think I'd, um, I'd quite like to build my dream private practice rooms and in, within walking distance from home just to give me more time in the day rather than sitting in Sydney traffic, which anyone who lives in Sydney would know what that's like. Um, and I'd also probably hire some more admin help so I could just sort of focus more of my time on what I enjoy most, which is just seeing clients and writing. And I really like to be able to dedicate a bit more time to writing um, so I can do something with all of the book ideas I have. There's lots there, but um, book writing isn't usually very financially rewarding, but I guess something that I really enjoy and a great way to you know, to get your message out to many more people than you can see in person. So having a little bit more time to do that would be nice. Well, good luck with the lottery win. Yes, considering I don't buy lottery <laughs> tickets, it's probably not much of a chance of that happening. <laughs> That'd be a good start. That's what that yeah. lady that won was 107 million or whatever it was the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I think that's what uh, sort of coloured that question. So, yeah. well, thank you, Kate. That's been lovely to have your time today. And that's actually all the questions I have for you. But before we conclude this conversation, do you have any take-home messages for our listeners? Yeah, look, I just um, like to really, I guess, encourage everyone to get involved, to contribute to the profession, I mean, whether that's through you know, nominating as a board member, you know, joining or chairing an interest group, um, speaking at an event, writing an article for the ADE, um, we always welcome. And I'm all getting involved in, you know, external diabetes-related groups and committees because um, I think, you know, we're still a relatively small profession, um, but you know, diabetes educators can make a real difference um, in the lives of people with diabetes. And I think... You know, by working together, we can really strengthen and grow our profession um, so that everybody with diabetes has access to the education and support that they need. Thank you so much, Kate, for your time again once once again today. It really has been great to catch up with you. Um, we seem to have done this a few times now, so it's great. And I'm sure that this podcast has also inspired our listeners. And Thank you to you, the listener, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email them to education.adea.com.au and someone will get back to you on that. So until next time, goodbye and thank you. <laughs>